Legal Experts, a podcast series from Radio Verulam in association with Stowe Family Law. In episode 37, Phil Richards talked to Samantha Farndale about Can I keep my car bought under HP during my marriage? Who pays for private school fees in the event of a divorce when both parties are high earners? And my partner wants to split up and wants all the presents back he's ever bought me. What should I do? And today's local focus is on local family law issues with uh, Stowe Family Law's Sam Farndale. Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me again. Yeah, great. Um, so off we go then. We've got three questions from three different uh, people. By the way, uh, if you do want to contribute towards a future programme, uh, get in touch on 01727839926. Speak to us or leave a message and we'll uh, get it sorted for another month. So can I keep my car after getting divorced? It's in my wife's name on a higher purchase, Sam. So if it's agreed that you should keep the car, then... Yes, um, that that is an option. Um, you would have to make inquiries with the high purchase provider to see if it's possible to transfer the lease or have an agreement with your wife about how to deal with the lease, such as who's going to pay for the monthly instalment and what should happen at the end of the term of that lease. Any agreement in relation to keeping a car could be reflected in a financial remedy order, the consent order, which records the agreement reached between you when dealing with financial matters. Right. My wife and I are both on high incomes and both want an amicable divorce. Um, Who has to pay for the uh, private school fees for our three children? Yes, an amicable divorce is the the best way in which you can get divorced. Um, It's always our intention to try and keep things as amicable as possible um, from the start. And the introduction of the no-fault divorce which has very recently um, come into into legislation, means that that's increasingly possible for our clients. In terms of private school fees, it, again, it entirely depends on the circumstances of the case. And um, private education is often seen as a luxury and must be balanced against the welfare and needs of all the family. And regard must be had to the welfare of the children when deciding whether or not. Um, private education can continue and who's going to pay for that. Uh, The parties should try to agree between themselves how the school fees should be paid in the first instance. If they are both high earners, the reality of this is that it is likely to be a cost that's shared, but not necessarily 50-50. Right, now, I've been cohabiting with my boyfriend for four years and we've now split up. Uh, we have a joint mortgage and a prenuptial agreement and he wants all the, all the presents back that uh, he's ever bought me. What should I do? What are the options? Okay, so this is a, this is a, 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 a difficult one. Um, so in terms of um, cohabiting relationships, there's no such thing as what we call a common law marriage, which means that when we're dealing with um, people who live together who aren't married, uh, they don't get the same the same treatment as such by the courts as a married couple would do. And you're dealing with it purely on property law and civil law um, matters. So you're not dealing with it under family law. Um, what, what's interesting here is that there's a prenuptial agreement, but they, they say they're not married. I think this might mean that they've got what we call a declaration of trust, which is a document which sets out um, who owns the property and in what shares. So without having sight of that, it would be very difficult to sort of give any specific advice 
um, we'd need to look at the declaration of trust, if that's what it is, to see what it says. That would often say that the property would be held either as joint tenants or what we call tenants in common, and it can specify who owns what shares of the property. So if there's a declaration of trust which sets out that um, one party owns, for example, 60% of the property and the other party owns 40% of the property, then that would usually be upheld unless there was any reason to depart from that. In terms of the, the, the question about gifts, um, that's, they're gifts and I wouldn't expect that they would be returned. Uh, it would be unusual to, to, to take that to court, for example, um, to suggest that, for example, a birthday gift or a Christmas gift should be returned to the person who gave that person the gift. Um, so I think that would be an unusual um, situation to be in, and I'm not sure that the courts would particularly want to intervene. Many thanks for joining us again, Sam, and uh, we'll chat again next month. Thank you. Bye.